Dancy Lagarde fans, you will be thrilled to know a book is coming out if you fund it. Via Unbound, we are publishing The Dancy Lagarde Reader by Alice Fraser and Dancy Lagarde, a glorious insight into the world of Dancy Lagarde, self-published romance maven and online bestseller. If you would like to find out how to support it, go to thebuglepodcast.com. If we get enough support, we will publish the book. That's a real thing that's going to happen. Thebuglepodcast.com to support The Dancy Lagarde Reader. The Bugle presents The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Hello, posters, and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this, the most final of worlds. Today's episode marks the 18th of August of the year 2020, and on this day in history, in 1612, the Pendle Witch Trial began, with ten people accused of witchcraft in Lancaster, England. The key witness in the case was a nine-year-old boy. Kids those days, am I right? And in 1920, Representative Harry T. Byrne was the deciding vote in Tennessee's and thus America's ratification of the 19th Amendment to the Constitution, which allowed women's suffrage after receiving a letter from his mother. Boom, yes, Mrs. Byrne, leveraging soft power to accrue hard power, smashing it out of the park. Love a bit of that. They say women can be manipulative sometimes, but then I say, oh, wow, that's really hurtful, and they take it back. Boom. (laughs) Celebrations today include National Ice Cream Pie Day, which is observed annually on this date. This is the second ice cream holiday in August, and it, quote, honours a refreshing frozen dessert that comes in many delicious flavours, end quote. That is a direct quote from the National Ice Cream Pie Information webpage. Normally I try and add an editorial twist or comment to my historical facts, but I feel like that one stands alone. And just a heads up for the day, I found out today that someone I respect listens to these podcasts, so you guys better clean up your act. Your guest on the podcast is a rebel, a villain, a hero, a statue who'll pull himself down, so iconoclastic is he, the beloved ruler of the People's Army of the People United, Commandante Nato Green. Welcome back to the show. Shalom, honkies. (laughs) How you doing over there, Nato? I'm great. I'm pulling statues down. I'm not replacing them even. Some people think that we should replace statues of slavers and murderers with uh, with statues of uh, like indigenous people and whatnot. And I'm not for it. Like, I want to be able to show my children the ruins of the civilization that was here when we arrived. (laughs) Also, it's making big guarantees that the indigenous people won't then in their turn become villains when given power. Yeah, I feel like anybody who probably anyone who has a statue is an asshole uh so like there's no statue of like the person who was the best at sharing (laughs) well coming up today we'll be hearing the latest from the u.s election brought to you by nato green but first some headlines of stories we won't have time for And in the news today, Bob the sentient Trash Island, now Democratic nominee, has chosen as his vice president, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. His surprise vice presidential pick will make the Rock slash Trash or Trash Rock 2020 (laughs) ticket one of the biggest hitters in terms of physical mass, at least, in the entirety of American political history, including that time when Emperor Nero elected an elephant as vice Caesar. Uh, NATO, are you for this pick as VP, Dwayne The Rock Johnson as as the VP for Bob the sentient Trash? Trash Island or yay or nay? Yay. I think we need more vice president 
picks with uh, with abs. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's a little controversial because The Rock has generally been uh, perceived as a Republican, but it seems like everybody loves The Rock. I mean, he could do a haka dance. So, <laughs> And I want to see that on the floor of the Senate. <sighs> Speaking of sentient floating trash islands, a 1,000-ton oil spill in the pristine waters off the coast of Africa could have catastrophic consequences lasting decades, according to Australian and global conservation groups. The Japanese bulk carrier MV Wakashio ran aground on a coral reef about 1.6 kilometres off Mauritius on July the 25th and prolonged pounding by heavy surf caused the vessel to crack about two weeks later. When asked for comment, a pod of local whales said, for f***'s sake. <laughs> and that's all the time we have for the headlines that we don't have time for. Now it's time for your ad section. Your ad section now, because while detachment from worldly cravings is a laudable goal, until you've achieved full enlightenment, you're not going to say no to a bargain. Sure, sex is good, but have you tried good sex? <laughs> Lush Lenny's Sex Coach Services provides a personal range of personal sex training coaches, depending on your needs. Simply bring Lenny or one of his up to three assistants into your bedroom via Zoom or in person, and they'll help you become a better lover with handy hints, tips, and the occasional scream of encouragement. Get your certified Lush Lenny's Sex Expert f diploma to proudly display <laughs> over your mantelpiece. Sign up today for a free set of Lush Lenny's 100% guaranteed sex equipment. Exact contents to be determined. Lush Lenny's. Creepy. Caring. Right there. And if you sign up for Lush Lenny's Sex Coach subscription services for just $69.69 a month, you'll get a free home make-your-own lube kitchen kit with powdered lube in a series of variously allergenic, itchy and non-washable flavours. Paint, as it were, the town red or bright blue with our definitely not-safe-for-work home very personal decoration pastel paints. Just add half a glass of water for a night of passion you'll never forget and you'll take ages to wash off. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. That's all the time we have for your ad section right now because now it's time for your top story. The last post. Top story today, election news. NATO Green, American election news. What's happening in the world of the American election right now? In the world of the American election, the Democratic nominee Joe Biden has finally picked a running mate. It's not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's been the most interminable reality show of the last several months with no judges, no audience voting, and no hot tubs <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> Who will he pick? We've seen lots of names come and go. And finally, the inevitable choice, we all saw it coming, Kamala Harris. There was a lot of palace intrigue leading up to this decision. Apparently, some Biden insiders felt Harris was too ambitious, which, as we all know, is a key liability in someone being considered for national elected office. Being too <laughs> ambitious to be vice president of the United States is like being too sleepy for the 17th annual napping contest brought to you by 1,000 thread count sheets. Kamala Harris is a senator from California, elected to that office in 2016. 
not to be confused with the other Kamala Harris, James Kamala Harris, who died this month at the age of 70, of course, also known as Kamala the Ugandan headhunter of WWF wrestling fame. Amazing. Uh, It's professional wrestling, one of the more cartoonishly racist wrestling characterizations from the 80s. Like if pro wrestling was written by Charlie Hebdo, you get (laughs) Kamala the Ugandan headhunter. And unfortunately, literally almost Americans know about Uganda is a fictional wrestler named Kamala, and maybe if you're lucky that Idi Amin was a murderous despot. So <laughs> Kamala Harris, senator from the Bay Area. So she was she's from San Francisco where I live. I've been following her since she started. She was elected district attorney of San Francisco in 2003. That's, I don't, you know, in for our international uh, people, that's like a prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and San Francisco has a reputation worldwide as home to the worst excesses of tech surveillance society, dystopian inequality, and also public nudity. <laughs> what you may not know about San Francisco is that San Francisco is also a city that has always been defined by civic corruption, oh. but like super dumb. <laughs> like we don't have high crimes. We have like low level and stupid graft. Like we regularly have public officials being arrested for taking a bribe of like $500 in a used bicycle. Um, We have so much corruption that uh, gay pride parade is a perp walk. And so Kamala Harris, the vice presidential nominee, is no exception. Her first run for office came on the crest of a scandal, I shit you not, called Fajita Gate, that was the cover-up of a fistfight among off-duty cops over a bag of fajitas outside of a bar in a posh neighborhood. It was a kind of bar where, like, Dudes shout while watching lacrosse and dressage. So Harris is mixed Jamaican and Indian. She was a district attorney and then California attorney general. The internet has been split down the middle between people who are mad that someone who started out their career sending teenagers to jail for skipping algebra class is not the kind of transformational leader we need right now. And Harris fans, are they're called the K-Hive. They're like Bernie bros, <laughs> except that they're excited that equality means that a brilliant, articulate woman of color can also send poor people to jail just as well as any white man. Um, (laughs) And so I disagree with a lot of her politics, but I'm also very excited about her because I manage my expectations carefully. So (laughs) I can do both. Well, that's all the time we have for your top story today because now it's time for your letters to the editor. Your letters to the editor now. And remember, you can send a letter to the editor by writing to us at thelastpost at somethingelse.com. Dear Alice, and that's you today. That's you today, NATO. Very good. I am a long-time listener. I only recently got the five-year challenge coin in the mail, and I like to flatter myself that I am generally able to follow your program. However, the job description of one of your guests constantly baffles me. I am, of course, talking about Flapjack, Lumberjack, Alison Spittle. I know that she comes from a long family tradition of harvesting the wild flapjack. However, I am confused about what a flapjack actually is. As you are doubtless aware, the term means different things in different countries, and I'm not quite sure what you, as an Australian with a UK but also an American and international audience are talking about when you talk to Irish woman Alison Spittle. As you know, the flapjack of the UK and Ireland uh, is an oven-baked concoction of sugar and various processed grain products in the US would be called a granola bar, while a US flapjack would be called a pancake in more civilised countries. Which one is it that Alison harvests out there? All the best, Matthias. Uh, Nato Green, have you got anything to say to Matthias here? You know, in California... 
Flapjack is what we call the labia. <laughs> I think, Matthias, what Alison Spittle harvests is a traditional flapjack, aka UK and Irish flapjack, which is to say not various grain products. She'd be extremely offended if you said it was various grain products. It is, it is oats and golden syrup, and that's about it. And it is um, extremely, extremely sweet while purporting to is be it, healthy. It's what we would call a granola bar? Is that what you said? No, it's actually not what you'd call a granola bar. This is a stupid letter because he's wrong. It's, it's not dissimilar to what Australians would call a muesli bar, which is itself not dissimilar to what you would call a granola bar. But your granola bars tend to be uh, crunchier and uh, more full of different, different flavours and different things. Whereas in, in Australia, we have what, what's called a muesli bar, which is a little bit bendier. Flapjack is further along that spectrum, much more basic, much more straight down the line, uh, much more full of butter. Thank you for this incredibly stupid letter, Matthias. I feel like this is a diversion that caused nobody any pleasure from me to NATO to you. <laughs> Remember, you too can send a letter to the editor by writing to us at thelastpost at somethingelse.com. Thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We're here in your ears 366 days of this year and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. And a big hello to our listeners in the other dimension. I hope you have enjoyed our programming recently, including our guest from your dimension, the other Alice Fraser. Subscribe to get a new version of this podcast every day. Go to the feed to see all the old versions stretching back in time like a memorial to impermanence. And please, if you enjoy it, tell your friends. The Last Post is an Alice Fraser and Bugle Podcasts production. Your guest today was Mr. Nato Green. Nato, have you got anything to plug? Uh, yes, I do, Alice. I have a new series out. It's called Laughter Against the Machine. It is a streaming series. Uh, on a, It's a new streaming platform called Means TV, which is the first worker-owned post-capitalist subscription-based streaming service. <laughs> so if you would like Sounds your like streaming joke, to be not. overthrowing the government... <laughs> Send your money to Means TV. Means is in the means of production. Uh, so I have a, 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 a series out that came out last week, and it is uh, uh, from footage that I filmed in 2011 where uh, W. Kamau Bell, Janine Brito, and I did a tour around the country to uh, uh, political hotspots. It was a different, different <laughs> time when people were demonizing immigrants and the country was racially polarized and there was an economic crisis. Um, and, you know, we were trying to deal with that at that time. And uh, so it's a bit of a time capsule. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Nato Green. A brilliant guest as ever. Now go back to leading the revolution. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at, at Alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. Or commit to the full Alice Fraser experience by signing up on patreon.com slash Alice Fraser for a behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life. My special savage is available on Amazon Prime. If you like Amazon, if you don't like Amazon, it's free up as a podcast under the name The Alice Fraser Trilogy. The executive producer of this podcast Podcast is Christopher D. Skinner, his adoring and bedazzled subordinate producers are Harriet Wells and Ped Hunter, as they and we always say, good luck to you, Christopher, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. 